0: GM's for Hire. Welcome back, everybody, to GMs for Hire. My name is Will Polson. Alongside with me is all three of the boys RJ Strope, Matt Perry, and Jamil King. We are all here to bring you the first edition of our NFL predictions. Week by week here, we're going to start off with week one as we start on Thursday, the kickoff game of the 2020 NFL season. The Houston Texans will be at Arrowhead to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, We're going to go through every single game. This is our predictions, and we're all kind of keeping track of uh, score at the end of the season to see who predicts the most games. And uh, we're starting off unanimous here. Everybody's going for the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Anybody want to give their opinion on that one?
1: I love Deshaun. That's my guy. Uh, He's probably my favorite player in the NFL. But it's banner night. They're going to raise the banner. Uh, Mahomes, you know, he's got to prove that he's worth that money. Andy Reid, you know, he's hungry. He's always hungry. Uh, You know, this team's still got a lot to prove, even though they're just coming off a Super Bowl. So, it's, uh, yeah, that's pretty easy, unanimous pick there.
0: Kansas City proved one thing: it's that they're never out of a game during their playoff push last year, behind in every single game, and still managed to win every single one of them. So, that'll be a good Thursday night kickoff, and then uh, going to the one o'clock games on Sunday. We're going to start off with the Philadelphia Eagles at the first game of the Washington football team. Uh, and let's just say, I, I think we may all be in unison. I know we're all in unison with the team, but I think we are all in unison that it's going to be an ass beating. Um, maybe not. Maybe somebody thinks it's a little bit of a closer game, but I think this is going to be an absolute blow up. So uh, we'll move on to the Miami at new England. And this is actually the first one where we have a little bit of disagreeance and uh, right back to my opinion. I'm the only guy who picked the Miami dolphins and Give my opinion on this and feel free to anybody rebuttal me on this. Uh, So Cam Newton's going to be – has been named the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots, and it's at New England, which is a huge deal for the Patriots. But this is Cam Newton's first time in this offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick's been named the starter. I think he's had another – he's had some experience with that team already. The addition of Byron Jones along with Xavier Howard is going to be really good for this team whenever it comes to guarding those wide receivers – I really like the matchup for Miami. I think it's going to be a decent start for Fitzpatrick. I think he may pull out some old Fitz magic and find a way to win this game in New England. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins.
1: Well, the rest of us picked the Patriots. And uh, I'll just say the last time that we saw a healthy Cam Newton, Carolina was six and two and they had wins over Philly, Dallas, and Baltimore who all made the playoffs that year. Uh, Cam also had the highest completion percentage of his career before getting injured in the Thursday night game against Pittsburgh that year so uh, a healthy Cam with good receivers you know he's got what three different running backs he can give the ball to Uh, I'll, I'll still stick with New England
2: yeah despite it being a new playbook for Cam he's already expressed how great it is working with Bill Belichick who in my opinion is the greatest coach of all time I don't know if there's much question of that at that at this point. But he's already seeming to enjoy running the offense with Belichick. So hopefully that carries over into his performance in the game. But I don't know. I don't I don't really think there's any question that New England's gonna take this one.
3: Jamil? Yeah, um, I'm going with the Patriots. Um, their de- their defense, um, even though they had a lot of people opt out for the season, the secondary is still pretty much intact. I think they'll give Ryan Fitzpatrick a hard time. Um, I-, I think Cam Newton's going to have a great first game against the Dolphins. You know, you mentioned those two new corners. But um, I-, I think Cam Newton's out to prove something, and I expect him to start Sunday out
0: with a bank. If anything, it's at least, I think, going to be an interesting game, and I got to separate myself somewhere if I think I'm going to win this thing. So I'm going to take Miami over the New England Patriots. Uh, Moving on, continuing in the 1 o'clock games, we have the Green Bay Packers taking on their division rival in the Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota. And yet again, we all unanimously picked the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Anybody's opinion on that?
2: I'm a big fan of the Minnesota Vikings this year. I think despite them losing Stephon Diggs, they had a really good draft. And uh, despite losing a few pieces on defense, their defense is still really strong. Uh, Dalvin Cook is set to return. I know they are having some troubles – regarding a contract extension in the off season. I believe he's set to return um, and he's going to be really big for them because now uh, he will be in that main spot, him and uh, Adam Thielen. Now that Stefan Diggs is out of the way, I think him and Thielen are the two kind of top offensive guys, uh, guys that uh, Kirk Cousins will be specifically looking for. And he's going to be really important. So I, I think uh, they definitely outweigh how good uh Green Bay is I don't think Aaron Rodgers can carry it um we've mentioned in the past how bad of a draft Green Bay had Rodgers didn't really get any more weapons so I don't really think anything's going to improve for the Packers from last season uh, I think the Vikings have it in the bag
0: all right moving on to Indian Indianapolis the Colts are going to be at Jacksonville facing what is left of that Jacksonville football team uh a blowout again. I mean, is anybody uh, Phillip Rivers gets the start in the new Indianapolis uniform. Um, Jamil, get your opinions on this. Uh, we're all unanimous yet again. We're all going for the Colts here. Uh, let's, let's hear your reasoning as to why. Uh, I don't know
3: if it will be a blowout, but I won't, I don't think it'll be close, but I don't think it'll be like a 40 to like 10 game. Um, I expect the Colts are very, one of the best underrated defenses in the game. They're going to give Gardner Minshew issues. Um, I think the Colts will run the ball and they'll run the ball very well with um, Taylor Himes and Mac. Um, I think they'll all get their fair share of yards against this Jaguars team that's just that's depleting themselves, you know, tanking. They say they're not taking, but we all know they're taking. So I expect the Colts to take this one pretty easily.
0: Going on to Chicago at Detroit. The Bears will be kicking off against the Detroit Lions, and all of us unanimously, yet again, go with the Chicago Bears. And as a homer of this team, uh, I think we're all a little bit in shock to see that Mitch Bisky has been named the starting quarterback, other than Jamil, who predicted that, correct? Um, But the one thing that Mitch Trubisky can do is play against the Matt Patricia Lions. I don't know what it is about him. I think he has nine touchdowns and no interceptions since playing the Lions against – well, ever since Matt Patricia became the head coach. It's something about the Lions that makes him play like a whole different completely quarterback. We'll probably see a completely different Mitch Trubisky in week two. We'll probably see Nick Foles by week three. But until then, we all have the Chicago Bears. No, you you, you and your Tar Heel, whatever. Tar Heel. (laughs) Mr. Biscuit can kiss my ass. All right, but uh, moving on, uh, we actually have a little bit of discrepancy here, and it is the Las Vegas Raiders uh, taking on the Carolina Panthers. And, uh, RJ, you got a little bit of explaining to do. Uh, Why did you go with the Las Vegas Raiders? Uh, Because I
1: truly believe that Carolina's starting corners are the worst starting corners in the national football league. And they're going to be going up against first round pick Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro. You can never sleep on him. Darren Waller, Oakland's going to throw the ball. I'm still one of the very few people that doesn't hate Derek Carr. Um, I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's going to necessarily lead them to a super bowl, but I think he can be Kirk Cousins. Um, I, 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 don't hate Derek Carr. I think he'll light Carolina's defense up. They could potentially start seven rookies. Um, or you know, there's gonna be a lot of rookies getting play time. Um, and you talk about you know Teddy Bridgewater, his first game as a Carolina Panther. There's a lot of Carolina fans that don't want him, honestly, and I'm one of them. Uh, if we're gonna tank for Trevor Lawrence, it starts with a loss to the Raiders. So let's get it.
0: I think it's going to be interesting to see this because it is the first uh, It is the first game for head coach Matt Rule. I think it'll be interesting to see. And, of course, the first game for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, if I'm not mistaken, y'all picked up Robbie Anderson as well in the offseason. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: I, I enjoy that pickup, especially with Teddy Bridgewater. I think that'll be a decent addition to that offense already with Christian McCaffrey. Yes, that defense can be a little bit uh, – have a couple of question marks, especially for how young they've gotten. But uh, personally, uh, along with the two others on the bottom row here, uh, I'm going with the Carolina Panthers.
3: Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of Christian McCaffrey and not enough stopping Christian McCaffrey. I think they'll be able to, to to lead them to victory in week one. I don't think they'll win a lot of games, but I think this one will be one of them.
2: Matt? Oh, I just think the – points. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, my roommate came in. But um, the Carolina Panthers have a really good, obviously, a good run offense with Christian McCaffrey. He's come off his best season yet. And the Las Vegas Raiders don't have the finest – we're run defense. So I think the Panthers will be able to take advantage of that. As you mentioned, Robbie Anderson on the passing side of things, he was a great pickup for them. Uh, doesn't really reflect, reflect a whole Trevor Lawrence rebuild, um, idea if you're picking up someone like him, but we'll see what happens. I think the Panthers will take it. It'll be close though.
0: Going on to the next game, the New York Jets will be at Buffalo and, uh, to take on the bills, uh, a unanimous decision here all the way around. Buffalo Bills, all four of us, all of us going with Josh Allen and company. Uh, anybody want to take the the, the realm on this one?
1: Uh, that's, that's, that's a Just layout. one of
0: those games, right? It's that's
3: just the, like, The Bills yeah. got a lot of defense. The Jets don't have a lot of offense. I think that explains the game in itself. Josh Allen will do just enough, you know, to get them on the board. But the Bills' defense will stifle um, Sam
0: Darnold, I think. I'm really interested to see how Stephon Diggs plays with Josh Allen here in week one as well. I think it'll be – Interesting to see, and I uh, especially against the Jets secondary to take on with no Jamal Adams. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to watch. Um, moving on to the next game, we've got Cleveland at Baltimore, Baker Mayfield versus Lamar Jackson, a tale of two quarterbacks from the same draft class. And uh, all of us don't care about that storyline because we all took the Ravens. Uh, so anybody want to take the realms on that one? Again, it seems like one of those games. Yeah. I, I, think, think, this be uh, close, though. I think this would be a good game. You may think you may be the only one of the four of us who at least thinks it's close. I mean, I think it's gonna be a I, I, I think it's gonna be a little bit I think it's at least gonna be like a two possession game. I don't I think know if will, I can collect it.
2: Will be a thing, two touchdowns. Yeah. Just the Ravens are a much much more complete team, honestly.
1: Yeah, I, I think Baltimore has a Super Bowl roster. I think there's a lot of turnover in Cleveland. They're not real sure, you know, is the is Baker the real deal, first year head coach, this and that. Um, I think I, I do think it'll be somewhat close. Probably like a ten-point game. It'll probably be like really close for like the whole game, and then in the fourth quarter, Baltimore will probably shit on them. So,
0: can see that happening as well. No,
1: no, no pun intended.
0: oh oh god (laughs) moving on uh we actually have a little bit of a discrepancy here not a unanimous vote between the seattle seahawks at the atlanta falcons and jamil i'll give it to you because you are the lone person who voted for the falcons i'd love to hear your uh your opinion on that one
3: uh yeah i am um the ravens you know not the ravens the seahawks Wrong bird. If we're gonna call Seahawks birds, anyways, um, their their defensive line is not is not that strong. Um, obviously, they got Jamal Adams up the back end, but um, I think the Falcons are sneakily gonna have one of the best air attacks in the NFL. And um, if you're gonna give Matt Ryan a lot of time to throw the ball, that means you're gonna give Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst. Um, you're gonna give them time to get downfield, and I think the um, Falcons are able to put up some numbers on this on this um, Seahawks defense. I think it's gonna be a, a pretty good, one of the better games in the one o'clock window. I think it's be tight throughout but um, I think the Falcons will um, end up taking in the end.
0: I think I'm right there with you. I think I'm right there whenever it comes to being one of the better games in the one o'clock window. Um, I, I was a little bit uh, kind of iffy on this one. I wasn't exactly 100% sold on Seattle, but uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I just trust Russell Wilson a little bit more. Um, so I, I just like to see the Seattle Seahawks get it done. I think they're, it's just one of those, they're one of those teams that is always in it, and that division is going to be really tough this year. I think every win's going to count in that division, especially since four teams of the same division this year could make the playoffs. I think that division is going to be airtight. Uh, it's it's going to be, I think it's going to be a three team race, but um, we'll see exactly how it comes out. But because of that, I think Seattle's going to go ahead and take it. <clears throat> Um, moving on to the next one we actually have a split here first split of the episode we have the los angeles chargers taking on the cincinnati Bengals, and uh me and rj are taking uh the rookie pride and the matt and jamil are going to take the veteran and tyrod taylor and the and the los angeles chargers uh i'll let one of you two start off uh what are your opinions on the chargers over the Bengals here not all at once all right. Well <laughs> I, I,
3: I like the Chargers mainly because um obviously they, they have a stout, stout um, edge rushing with um Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. I think they're gonna give Joe Burrow a lot of issues. You know, even though Derwin James is out the injury, um, the Chargers still have a good group of corners in Chris Harris and Desmond King the third. Um, I think that their defense is going to give Joe Burrow a lot of problems in his first NFL game. You know, Joe Burrow's still got to get used to the speed of the game. He's got to get used to playing with non-LSU receivers in a game situation. Um, I like some of the weapons they have over there in Cincinnati, but I think in this first game, there's going to be too much defense from the Chargers, and they're going to take this game.
2: Man, I was thinking more about the offense, honestly. Uh, Jamil's right in the sense that the Chargers do have a lot of good defensive pieces, and it could be tough for Joe Burrow to adjust. Uh, but I, I honestly think this game might be on the closer side, depending on what happens. Uh, the Chargers, after many many years of Philip Rivers, and they have to adjust to a new quarterback in Tyrod Taylor, who definitely has a different playing style than Philip Rivers. Uh, Philip Rivers is much much less uh, scramble heavy. Uh, Tyrod Taylor isn't. He's not Lamar Jackson with it, but he does move around a little bit more. So that could take some adjusting to. But I do think they have the offensive weapons as well as the defensive weapons. Uh, as Jamil mentioned, to pull out a victory. Uh, I don't think, besides Joe Burrow and a few other pieces that Cincinnati have, I don't think they have what it takes to really contend this year. Uh, And I don't think it starts – I don't think the season starts with a victory.
0: RJ, I'll let you start off for for us speaking on behalf of the Bengals.
1: I mean, neither one of these teams are good. There's a reason they both had top, what, six picks or whatever in the draft last year. Uh, And they're probably both going to have top ten picks again this year. I don't think either one of these teams are any good. Um, But if you're going to give me Joe Burrow with hopefully a healthy A.J. Green and he's got T. Higgins and he's got Joe Mixon at home versus a West Coast team having to come over and play a one o'clock game with Tyrod Taylor who can't start, you know. I mean, he's been around for how long and the guy's not a starter. Like, he keeps getting chances and, you know, good for him. He's going to make a lot of money at it. But, uh, I mean, I don't think either one of these teams are any good. I do agree that uh, the Chargers' edge rushers will probably give Joe Burrow some fits. Um, But, I mean, I watched Joe Burrow, you know, navigate blitzes from Clemson, from Georgia, from Bama. He can move. He's not Lamar, but he can move. And I think he'll move just enough. And, uh, yeah, I I think the Bengals will come out in in an ugly game, honestly. Both these teams suck. But I, I do think Cincinnati gets it done.
0: I don't know if i could word it any better i kind of saw this as probably the lowest scoring game in week one i figured it would be not much of a defensive game but more of just an offensive shit show i i figured that with aj green being healthy that's really good for joe burrow but i also thought that this is the first game the chargers have had to play without philip rivers at the helm for like what, 16 years or something like that. It's been absolutely absurd. They're going to have to work into a new system. Well, not necessarily a new system, but they're going to have to work in a new quarterback. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how they adjust between Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and everybody else that's over there um, to see. And then also Austin Eckler as their lead back. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so overall, I'm going to take Cincinnati. Agreed with everybody. I think Joey Bosa and that that Chargers line and that front seven is going to give Joe Burrow some fits. But similar to what RJ said, I think that he's he's seen enough top tier talent whenever it comes to college that I think he's going to have enough pocket awareness to at least uh, handle his own. And I don't again, I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think this is going to be one of those one score difference, and it's going to be maybe like a like a 21 or a 20 to 14 or something like that. It's not going to be, it's not going to light up your scorebook. It's not going to be exciting, but the Bengals will find a way to get it done. Uh, moving on here to Arizona at San Francisco. Uh, back to unanimity. Uh, we all went with San Francisco, uh, San Francisco. Uh, anybody want to take the, the helm on that one? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Francisco. Arizona, yeah. <laughs>
3: Obviously, Arizona. You know, second year, Kyler Murray. Second year, Cliff Kingsbury. They have DeAndre Hopkins. Just gave them a massive two-year extension. Um, you know, they're going to be an exciting team in the league. But um, the Niners made the Super Bowl for a reason. They have a stout defense, and um, I think they're, they're going to that. And they're, they're running an attack. I think they'll they'll be just fine, and they'll take the win over Arizona.
0: I think this is going to be one of those interesting games because the Arizona Cardinals, since getting DeAndre Hopkins, have a lot of hype around them. Uh, especially with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. As you mentioned, as second year together, um, they're starting to learn the system a little bit more, getting more comfortable. Um, but the sophomore slumps a thing. So we'll see how Kyler Murray actually reacts. But now he has not only Larry Fitzgerald, but also DeAndre Hopkins. Um, it's going to be hard to kind of think that he could slump. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of pace the Cardinals come out with since all the hype is around them. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll We'll, we'll definitely see. Um, Moving on to Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Uh, Tom Brady gets to make his debut in the red and black, and I am the lone soldier on this one, not hopping on the hype train. I'm going with the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think the New Orleans Saints, man. Drew Drew Brees has been uh, with that unit forever. Uh, it's still a pretty consistent unit. Whenever it comes to Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Drew Brees, uh, Marshawn Lattimore has had uh, quite a fun career against Mike Evans. Uh, it seems like a lot of the times, whenever Lattimore and Evans line up, Lattimore does a pretty good job of giving Evans some fits. Um, I think it's going to be yes, they have a ton of weapons, but I think it's going to be just enough to be able to hold them down. Um, and plus, getting used to the new system between Leonard Fournette, between Rob Gronkowski, between Tom Brady, I think it's going to be a little bit too much of change for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And, yes, I still think they're going to be a great team, but I think Drew Brees and company is going to find a way to sneak it out here in New Orleans.
2: I mean, I can't blame you for thinking New Orleans is going to win. I mean, in classic Bucks fashion, we could definitely see them kind of piss this one away uh, towards the end. Uh, the offense did improve vastly with uh, Brady and Gronkowski, no matter how you look at it, uh, despite age and all that. Brady's still fantastic compared to what Winston was doing. Um, but the wide receiver core is arguably the best we've ever had it. You know, uh, Godwin and, and Evans get better every year. Um, and Brady hasn't really had targets like that since Moss and Welker, honestly, of that caliber. So, I expect the high-power offense to kick into gear. Hopefully the offensive line can protect Brady properly because they really weren't able to do that with Winston. Um, I think if the offensive line holds up and then the secondary is still kind of a question mark for the Bucks, we'll see if they can pull that out. Breeze is going to throw all over them if they don't. But in a close one, I think, I think the Bucs can pull this out.
0: I definitely could see – I don't see Tom Brady having much of, quote, growing pains whenever it comes to switching systems. I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to be absolute units this year in fantasy football. I think they're going to be great for Tom Brady. I don't think he's going to have any problem getting over into that system. I just think that week one may be a little too early. I think they they may not have the the exact chemistry that he wants. And so he may not just be completely comfortable. I think there's going to be a couple of passes that he would typically make that he might not in this game and just a little bit of, I, I guess chemistry issues in week one, but I fully expect the Bucks to be firing on all cylinders by like week three. I, I completely expect Tom Brady to just get in there and figure it out. So uh, moving on to Dallas at LA, uh, the Rams that is. And again, we have another split. So between me and RJ, again, we're agreeing on the Cowboys And these two fellas down here are going with the Los Angeles Rams. So I'll let one of you guys take that because we all know my opinion on the Rams quarterback. Honestly,
3: I picked this game to to try to kind of separate myself to have a different, different opinion than y'all. But, um, to stand by that, um, obviously you hate Jared Goff a lot, but, um, I think Goff might be able to have have himself a game here on Sunday night against the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys that are going to have a weak spot, you know, it's the back end of their secondary at the safety position. So um, if he can hit his guys over over the top like um, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, you know, get them the ball in space, they can they can do some damage. I think Tyler Higby is going to have a terrific year at tight end for the Rams, and I'm watch out for rookie Van Jefferson. He's been impressive during camp. He might be able to um, so be be that third receiver after Brandon Cooks' departure to get, get some targets in that offense. But um, I think the Rams will be able to pass the ball to the Cowboys, and that's why I think they'll be able to win the game.
2: Matt? Uh, honestly, I, I want to kind of switch my pick to the Dallas uh, Cowboys.
0: <laughs> He's like, yeah, I kind of messed that one up.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, the more I think about it, I do think the, the Cowboys have improved uh, a good amount over the last year. Uh, I don't have that much to say on the matter. Um, I do think it's going to be a close game. These are two – I would say these are two playoff teams, uh, unless something goes horribly wrong. Um, But, yeah. Something
1: did go horribly wrong when the Rams (laughs) traded all their draft picks for a sorry quarterback and a corner and, you know, everyone else. They have no future. They have to win now, and they're not going to win now. So, they don't have a now and they don't have a future. The Rams might be in the worst place you can be in the National Football League.
0: I can't thank so. you enough for reminding me of how they had to trade all those picks to get Jared Goff. Cause it just makes me feel better about trading all those picks for Mitch Trubisky. but um, yeah, Jared Goff sucks. I mean, he's just bad. He's like one of the worst quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, he's in California. So it's at least going to be uh, better than average, but he's still not good. He's not going to get it done. He, he never does. And he's going to continue not to get it done this season. Uh, won't be shocked to see him in the bottom tier of quarterbacks uh, contract deck. I think will throw all over them and not, Uh, With the addition of CeeDee Lamb, I think that becomes uh, up there with one of the most explosive wide receiver cores in the NFL, uh, depending on how he plays uh, but between Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and him. uh, I think that the Dallas Cowboys defense is going to be good enough to hold them back, and then I also think that the offensive is uh, going to be just plenty enough for the Cowboys. Uh, Going on to the night games, we are looking at Pittsburgh at the New York Giants, and all again, once in unison, all of us are going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Anybody want to say their opinion on that game?
1: Yeah, I really don't think Pittsburgh is going to be that good this year. Um, I just don't think their offense is going to be very potent. It's not going to be the Pittsburgh offense that we've seen. I think their defense will keep them in a lot of games, and when you go up against a trash quarterback like Danny Dimes – And like, you know, the dumpster fire that is the Giants, um, I think they'll be able to pull that one out. By the way, let's not forget the New York Giants, okay? Their general manager is Dave Gettleman, who, as a Carolina Panthers fan, I could go on an hour-long rant about how trash he is. Your head coach is Joe Judge. Who? All right. Jason Garrett is on your coaching staff, and so is Freddie Kitchens. That is the worst collection of power that any <laughs> franchise has. Uh, so the Giants are in for a rough year.
0: Hey, all they're missing is Adam Gase, and he just happens to be on the other side of that stadium. would nah, be a powerhouse. <laughs> <I say> that. <laughs> yeah. that is disgusting. That is honestly gross. Um, just replace Joe Judge with Adam Gase, and you're looking at a high-class coaching staff right there. Um, oh, yeah. No, actually, yeah. yeah,
3: go ahead. My fault. But on that game um, – I disagree with RJ that the, the Steelers won't have a good offense. I think a healthy Big Ben, that, that offense is going to be really good. I think Big Ben is is probably going to be the leading candidate to be the comeback player of the year this year. And um, I think the offense is going to be pretty oh, solid. Oh, no right? way.
0: No way. Cam. Oh, man, man. Them, but two them two will be it. He's he's gonna be up there as well, but I, I think going eight and eight last year with uh, with a guy named Duck as your quarterback was uh, pretty impressive uh, on the Pittsburgh Steelers half. Yes, it's a lot of the defense holding them in there, but uh, getting Big Ben back at the realm, I think that's gonna help out a lot. I think they're gonna they're they're I think they're obviously gonna improve on eight and eight. I don't know how well they're gonna be. I don't know if that means nine and seven, um, but I think eight and eight is uh, in the past. I think the Steelers are going to be a little bit of a better team this year, um, at least in my opinion. Um, So that brings us to the final game of week one, and it'll be the Tennessee Titans at Denver to face the Denver Broncos. And, hey, what do you know? Uh, We have one person separated from everybody, and that would be Mr. Matt Perry. Mr. Matt Perry went with the Tennessee Titans. I'd love to hear why.
2: Well, I'm looking at their depth chart here, and they've made a bunch of improvements. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is nothing super, but – he showed some kind of promise last year after leaving the Dolphins. And, I mean, it's hard for one to succeed with the Dolphins. It'll be interesting to see if Tua can because Tannehill couldn't. Uh, they still have Derek Henry, who they've re-signed a big contract. He's coming off his best year yet. Uh, having Adam Humphreys as your third wide receiver, I'd say, is pretty impressive. Corey Davis and A.J. Brown can just burn up the wings. Uh, on the ends for the offensive line, Taylor Lewan and Dennis Kelly, they're both, I'd say, elite offensive lineman, at least Lawan is. Uh, Kelly, I think, still younger on the younger side. Uh, but their defense has honestly gotten a lot better. Uh, Vic Beasley Jr. they got. Uh, he left the Falcons to join. Jadavion Clowney just joined the team a couple of days ago. That's obviously really big. Everywhere he's gone, he's been fantastic as long as he's healthy. Uh, they got Malcolm Butler, the former Super Bowl hero for the Patriots. Um, he's had ups and downs in his career, but he can put things together when the time is right. Um, Kenny Vaccaro from the uh, Saints, they got him. He had some good years with the Saints. Uh, Kevin Byard had arguably his best year of his career last season. Uh, He's showing a lot of promise. Uh, And, yeah, I just – I don't know what it is about this team. And they have Steven Gostkowski now as their uh, kicker, which he had some fantastic years with the Patriots. Um, I really see nothing wrong with this Titans team. I think they could be successful. Uh, I don't see them becoming a – AFC championship team like they were last season, but I think they could put up a winning record, and I think they're definitely a playoff team.
1: Uh,
2: I'm
3: gonna... i love, oh,
1: Sorry. I On love, love Tennessee's front seven. I think they're just going to be gross. Uh, you mentioned Clowney and Beasley, and was it Jonathan Simmons, or that's his name, right? Yeah, Jonathan? I Jonathan, I Jonathan I Simmons. Simmons. Renauds, Mississippi States, Simmons. Yeah. yeah, guy's a freak. Uh, I think Tennessee's front seven is disgusting. I just think Drew Locke is good enough and he's got some weapons now. I just – I think he'll be able to outscore Ryan Tannehill. Listen, if Tennessee would have had, like, Cam Newton, like a healthy Cam Newton, or, you know, if they could have – I don't know. I mean, you could pick and choose anybody. But if they had a more established and a little better quarterback, I might have them in the Super Bowl. That's how much I love their roster. I don't hate Ryan Tannehill, but this is not a guy that's gonna win you a game. Now, he might not lose you a game, but Tannehill's not gonna go win a game. And I think he would have to go win and beat Drew Locke, and I just don't think they're gonna do that
2: Monday night. I just don't see anything special about Drew Locke, honestly. Like I he's he's yet that's to- where you're wrong.
0: You're wrong! Drew Lock is awesome. Drew Lock is 4-1 as a starter, and as you can watch, sorry, as much as I'm a president of the Hate Jared Goff fan club, I am just as much of the president of the Drew Lock hype train. Uh, Drew Lock's 4-1 as a starter made Joe Flacco look like he should go retire, which he probably should. Uh, Joe Flacco, as the games went on, you could see that he was gaining a little bit more pocket presence. He was not gluing so much on his primary. He was making a lot of defenses, make some really stupid plays, just off of eye movement alone. Uh, I'm sorry, I've watched way too much film on this uh, just because I dream of having a quarterback that's somewhat competent on my team one day. Uh, But I just believe that with Jerry Judy, with Cortland Sutton, uh, the addition of Melvin Gordon will be interesting to add into that backfield along with Phillip Lindsey. Drew Locke, I I love. And, yes, we just got word today that uh, I want to say it was Von Miller is missing the entire season, I want to say. But that's a two-headed rushing attack. They still have Bradley Chubb on that other side. And I think that he's still going to cause some mayhem um uh, and you mentioned Corey Davis but that's like one of the biggest sack of potatoes to ever get for a fifth round or fifth overall pick um it might as well take Jamarcus Russell out there um so i love aj brown i i, I like adam humphreys but man corey davis is about hey <laughs> between injury issues and between what he does when he's on the field i mean i'd i'd put, I'd put anybody else out there but i mean
2: Since you brought up statistics, I pulled up Tannehill's stats from last season. I mean, he did throw 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. That's his best ratio to date. Um, Almost 3,000 yards in only 12 games. I mean, him leaving the Dolphins alone has made him a better player.
0: Well, I'm not arguing with you that the Tennessee Titans aren't a decent team or that Tannehill has become a better quarterback. I'm just arguing that the Broncos would probably find a way to edge out this game. It's going to be close. I think think it's going to be close. It'll I think it's going to be like a field goal kind of game. It's like one of those 27-24s or something like that. But I think it's going to be uh, just enough for the Broncos to sneak out. Jamil, you Tana have a Broncos Tannehill
1: got, <laughs> got hot last year. He got hot. Let me see it again because I haven't seen it. Let me see it again.
2: Oh, no, you're not wrong. I, I, hope, I hope he shows you. I hope he shows you. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's all the games
0: from week one of the NFL season, this upcoming uh, season that actually kicks off Thursday again with Houston taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Uh, we'll see that as the kickoff game. Um, but until then, anybody else have any parting words before we move on?
3: Um, I'm now 2 0 on bets in this podcast. Um that five dollars take that Venmo, you know memo I, um, anybody a, else want to take any said I, well,
2: week five right it was like week five
3: then that- okay we'll give you five weeks anyways <laughs> anyone else want to have another wager
0: that's what this is that's what this is everybody's got ten dollars on this it's all right mm-hmm. we're gonna find out a way to lose money to Jamil somehow so uh, this is the first time I'm actually throwing money into the helm so hopefully I don't get screwed out of this but um, any other closing thoughts before we head on out No, I'm I'm good. Drew Locke, baby. Drew Locke and screw Jared Goff. But until then, (laughs) until then, uh, I've been Will. Alongside with me, Jamil, RJ, and Matt, we've been the GMs for Hire, and this has been our uh, predictions for the NFL week one. We'll see you next time. Peace.